It's time for another episode of 252 with your host, Frank G, Ralphie D, Princess Crazy Girl, and Cool Water Kurt. Real quick, speaking of um, you know Luke Skywalker, uh, we were watching um, the games, you know, the, the championship games the other day, and uh, one of the guys uh, brought to the table. He was like, first of all, he said everybody in the room has seen the new Star Wars, right? And we were like, yeah. And he goes, all right. So from one to seven, rank all the Star Wars movies from best to worst. And this started a hornet's nest of debate. <laughs> Five four six seven three two one, right? Five four six seven three one two. See, I said um, five, five seven, uh, four six, two three one. Okay. Now, uh, 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 I think You're everyone that seven around up high probably pissed people off, huh? Putting seven up high pissed off some people. Uh, However, I can see it though. However, I can see it though, especially depending I, depending on where you came in for sure. But go ahead. Well, well, I was saying that what Seven brought to me was that nostalgia that I felt watching Four. You know, it's like I was a little kid when I saw Four, but it it stuck with me. And when I saw it again later on in life, because I think I didn't see it again until, because I was a little, little kid when my parents took me. And I remember going to the theater. It's like one of those, you know, because I was only, but what, three years old, maybe four, somewhere in there. Sure. And, um, and I do have that memory, but it was like later on seeing it on like video or something like that, that all of those memories kind of flooded back to me. And this had to be around the time when probably Jedi came out. Right. They used to re-release them, too. So, like, right, you know, Jedi came out in right. 83, but in 82 that you could go see Star Wars and Empire at the theater as well. So uh, yeah, we caught, we I caught a lot of those. I, yeah. I know yeah, I caught I some reissues. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely think I was older. I think I was more like maybe around eight or nine years old watching it again. And I'm just saying that... That, that feeling that I got, I, I received it again at 41 when I watched that movie for the second time, you know? Right, so you based, so your, rankings, you based your rankings on emotion and feeling as opposed to the actual quality of the film, so that's what people are approaching it from a different way. So yeah, I can right. see that. I would probably amend and mine so that that's way. why one is so low on my list because I had so much invested into going to go see The Phantom Menace. I was in line and I did all that stuff and I was so excited to see it and you talk about us <laughs> punching the fucking nuts, man. I just, and just repeatedly punched in the nuts too. It's kind of like, you know that scene in um, The Avengers when he was uh, the Hulk smash and he was like, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. That's how I felt when I watched The Phantom Menace just get repeatedly punched in the nuts. And I even rewatched it because I did even go back in and bought the, you know, I bought all the films on DVD, you know, the whole set. Sure. And I was watching it with the kids. And it's still Phantom Menace. It still has that, that lingering yuck. In my <laughs> that's, that's the new type, the lingering yuck, episode one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lingering yuck. 
And it's because of my feelings towards it, the way I felt back in 99, standing in line with all the fanboys and everything. And, you know, I had my girl with me. She didn't want to be there <laughs> <laughs> at all. Just stupid movie. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And of, oh, yeah, and you got to hear uh, that right. the whole time. While, you gotta, you while your dream is looking like, um, like just vomit on the screen. And you got your girl talking about, oh, this sucks. <laughs> Why are we here? And you're trying to defend the movie, you know, for the for the honor of the franchise. And you can't really defend that. But you're trying to. You're trying to say, oh, look how cool Darth Maul is. And then he gets just taken out. And it's just like, oh, God. And then you feel like the second, then you feel like Attack of the Clones is going to be better. And that was kind of like watching paint dry, you know? Yeah, I fell asleep watching that for real. I've never fallen asleep at a movie before that I can remember, but I fell asleep in the middle of that one. Yeah, that, and, and it's like, well, you know, we've had this conversation before. It's kind of hard to blame the actors because they didn't really have direction, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's hard to interact with a blank nothing and, and try to make it feel like there's a something there. Yeah, you gotta, what do you have? Like, you have a, a grip with a pole with a white dot on it, and he's like, Yes, this is the, the raincoat you're fighting. Here, you're, you're afraid. Urgh. Yeah, and if you see the behind the scenes stuff they've showed for seven, it's like, you know, everything is there. You know, the forest thing. They they built a forest up on a stage, and there's actual people there, and trees and snow, and it's fake snow, I'm sure. But you know, and they're holding prop lightsabers that actually glow the right color. Everything. If you just take a snapshot with a camera, it looks like the movie. Whereas the last three, if you take a snapshot, it looks like dudes in a green room. Yeah. Maybe I mean, with some green boxes on the floor. Practical. <laughs> they actually built a practical set for the Millennium Falcon. I mean, the Falcon was there. Yeah, you know you can board it, walk around. Wow, that's good. And they say that it might end up at uh, at Disney World in between shooting after they finish the next batch. Oh, really? Oh, Disney World. Oh, so it's going to Florida? Apparently so. Yeah, because they're building that huge Star Wars world there or whatever. So uh, they're going to have some actual props there when it gets going. Now, doesn't Disneyland actually have something going on there? Like someone told me that. They took out Tomorrowland, or they turned Tomorrowland into like an all Star Wars themed. I don't know. I was thinking about taking the kids, but they were like, "Oh, we're not sure if we're still going to be there in the summertime." Because we're thinking, um, you know, we're going to do some type of family vacation in the summer. And, I'm sure they'll have something going because that's that's yeah. their big their new thing, man. That's where their money is. They're going to start making. They can't do Marvel Land because fucking Universal has Marvel. So uh, yeah. So they have to. They can't just take the rights back and say no. You can't have that park anymore. I'm sure they will eventually. But uh, yeah, they they will because you know it's really hard as as a fan too because you know because the rights are you know 20th Century Fox and Universal. Everyone has their their part of the of the pie. So now you have the MCU has this cool universe, but there's characters like I, I guess they said in Civil War. Spider-Man was actually a, a crucial character in that series. Right. But since they can't have Spider-Man, that's why they put in the Black Panther instead. 
or something along those lines. I mean, I, I'm not right, I'm but not they have Spider Man now, right? He's um, supposed to be in there, so yeah, it was. Uh, but they're still they had to cross license it now, so now it's like Sony plus Disney presents, you know. Oh really? Everything can be done with money. Yeah, Spider Man's supposed to be in the Civil War movie, and then they're making mm-hmm. a new new Sony slash Marvel Spider Man with that guy in it because uh, they've been showing off like here's here's what the suit might look like and all that kind of sneak preview stuff lately. It's funny that Spider Man went from you know a highly touted Marvel project that just kept falling by the wayside, falling by the wayside. And now it's going into its third reboot for a franchise. Yeah, the problem is it started out. You know, the first one was, it was for what it was was pretty good, but they were trying to do, you know, superhero for a movie audience. Whereas now they've come all the way through all that, and now they're just focusing directly on being as nerdy as possible and trying to stay close to the actual stories. You know, right. the focus has shifted so much, and that's why they had to keep restarting in between. Is like, you know, just like the shift from, uh, you know, the original Superman movies to Superman Returns, which just tanked and made me also fall asleep, and then the move yes. up to Man of Steel, which now is like Dark Superman, which doesn't really appeal to me at all, but people now seem to like it. So, uh, you know, it's actually kind of funny you you brought up uh, Superman Returns real quick. Um, my daughter and I the other day we were watching uh, DC um, Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Brandon Ralph. Right. Yeah, he's, 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 he's the he's Adam. That show. Yeah, he's the Adam. And my daughter was looking at him, and she goes, "You know what? He looked really good." Uh, she goes, "You know, he looks better. Like like he could play Superman." So I look at him, and <laughs> yeah, I'm like, "Exactly." Are, are you serious? Are you are you serious? And she goes, "Yeah." I said, "You do know he." He did play Superman. She was like, "What?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you remember Superman Returns?" She's like, "No." And I was like, "Yeah, Superman Returns. He played Superman." And I said, "He's also in that uh, movie that you really like, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World." And she was thinking really hard. She's like, "Wait, who is he?" And she was like looking at him again. And of course, you know, she gets on her phone and Google. She was like, "Oh, he was in the Rock Band." I was like, "Yeah." She was like, "Oh, okay," because she was looking at him. Goes, yeah, he looks like he could be like Superman. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I was, yeah, probably what they said when they casted him. Yeah, I was watching <laughs> that too, and I thought, you know, I said, wow, you know, now, what is it, maybe seven, eight, almost ten years later, he needed that little bit of age, but he really looks a lot like the Christopher Reeve Superman, you know? Yeah. Like, if he had that yeah. shot now, he'd probably pull it off better, or if he just had a different script and director. Yeah, I think it had a lot to do with the script and director, because I think Kevin Spacey is an extremely talented actor, and he his portrayal as Lex Luthor was probably the worst that I've ever seen. You know? Yeah. And that's even putting that campy Gene Hackman on that list. I see, you that's know? why you really commended the director being that important to a movie now, much more than the scriptwriter, because, you know, you look at something like The Dark Knight, where everybody loved that, and if it was done by a different director, it could have been ridiculous. You know, the Joker, really the Joker is hard to get where people can accept it, and they did it in that, you know. Like, think yeah. back to the old Joker with Cesar Romero with white mu- makeup over his mustache, you know. It's it's, yeah. a comp- it's not supposed to be serious, but they got it to work. You know, whereas, like, if that had been Kevin Smith's Batman or something, it would have been a different tone altogether, you know. Yeah. Or whoever. And when you think about, again, you think about the, uh, 
you know, you got Cesar Romero's Joker. And then, of course, when Nicholson did his Joker, that changed the Joker. Like, people were like, oh, wow, the Joker's really scary now. He's really a bad guy, you know? And even then, he still was, ooh, ooh, ooh. He did a little, he did a little Cesar Romero-ish kind of thing oh, sure. in there, too. I mean, they were doing the Batman dance and then fucking up the, the paintings and the stuff. That was wackiness. Yeah. You know, he was throwing that yeah. in, for sure. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence? The Joker in The Dark Knight had 0% wackiness. (laughs) He was really just, I mean, I mean, I I stood in the theater, slow clap, slow clap, just bringing it in. (laughs) Come on, guys. Let's go. Let's build this up. Let's build it. Yeah. I thought, brilliant performance. And I almost, I'm I'm almost nervous about uh, Jared Leto's performance in um, Suicide Squad. Yeah, he's, he's playing Marilyn Manson as the Joker, so you know he's, you got to yeah. accept it. it. What he's doing is they they're now doing the new Fifty Two DC world. So like you know you can look at it as different eras. That, that Cesar Romero was the Silver Age Joker and was going about his antics, and then Nicholson was doing the stuff the eighties Joker would do, like Killing Joke style. He was a bit darker, Killing Robin and things like that. You know, and yeah. then uh, you know Christian Bale would have been like the the two thousands Batman. But now we've got the guy for the 2010s and beyond. You know, and they keep rebooting this crap all the time and changing the storylines. And every time they do that, they can redo the movies and go, here, it's a different guy. You know, but you don't care because yeah. you're a film audience person who just thinks, hey, Batman, you know, whatever. Is he still Bruce right. Wayne? <laughs> like, yeah, Batman yeah. has not been Bruce Wayne for the last year or whatever. He's actually been Commissioner Gordon, which has been a bit bizarre. But uh, now that there's a movie coming out in another few months, he, he's going to be Bruce Wayne again. Imagine that, <laughs> Captain America. Wait, what? You just, you just, you just, you just blew my mind. Wait, how the hell is Commissioner Gordon Batman? What they, did they, they do? They shaved his mustache and he did some muscly thing. Like I don't, maybe a Captain America thing. I'm not sure, but yeah, suddenly he's buff and angry and wears an exosuit. Though he's not like straight up Batman. He's got you know robotic assistance, which uh, ah. it, it's. It hasn't been a horrible, but it's been a bit, you know, okay, I don't really need to keep reading this too long. <laughs> yeah. It is, yeah, because it's like, because then I, I do know that they changed Captain America too. Yeah, but guess what? Like, he's, he's, he's changing back next month or the next month because uh, there's a new movie coming. So now they're like, well, maybe they're going to have two Captain Americas because then they can sell Captain America and Black Captain America as they try not to put it, but that's what they're doing, you know. It's like, well, well just, just leave him be Captain America, and you know, but they've had Steve Rogers as an old man, and now they're going to bring him back to young because he needs to be young for the movie. You know? So, okay, but the book people and the movie people really don't cross over much at this point, in my opinion. 
keep that shit separate. I, yeah, I do like when you can pull from certain source material, and I, I, I mean, admittedly, I haven't really picked up a comic book in quite some time. So my comic book, you know, my vintage is that mid to late 80s going all the way up to the early 2000s. That that was my run. I would say probably about a 15-year dedicated monthly mag guy. Yeah. I see. That's what I'm saying about the, the way the movies are working. The movie makers of 10 years ago were making movies about that era of comics aimed at people our age in our 20s and 30s. Now they're making comics aimed at people who are currently in their 20s and 30s about stuff that happened 10 years after we stopped reading. So it's like, what's right. this bullshit? And like, wow, this isn't right. Yeah. <laughs> and then you look at the, the and, Wikipedia and you go, oh, that happened in a book? Ugh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, I did have to do a couple of those, uh, look these up, and I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I, I had to do that for Jessica Jones. I oh, no you had to re- read about Alias? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had to read. I was trying to figure out how they were going to do that stuff on uh, on a show, and lo and behold, they just did it. <laughs> they just did it, yeah, apparently, because I'm reading, because I was, you know, I'm reading up on it, and it's like, oh, it was for more of a mature audience of comic book readers, so they had a little more, you know, I was like, oh, okay, so yes, if I was into this mag, then I would have been really nervous about the show coming out. Cause I'm like, oh, they're not going to hold up to that. Because coming in from it the other way around, I'm like, man, they're fucking already <laughs> in, like, episode two. Like, or whatever it was. I mean, this is, like, hardcore. Like, I can get a little rough. You're like, yeah, go ahead, give it to me. I can take it. <laughs> what? I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, that you was a, that, there was that period in, like, the maybe 2001 and two when Marvel was doing Marvel Max and they were trying to be, uh, you know, they, they were trying to do their R-rated line. And, they, were, uh, they were trying to be Dark Horse. <laughs> for sure, and and w- that was one of the first books, and there was a bunch of articles about that first Alias issue where it's like, here we go, you know, the first uh, presentation of anal sex in a mainstream comic book. I'm like, well, it's not a mainstream comic book. It's got a big explicit content sticker on the front and says not for people under 18. That's not really mainstream at that point, you know? Just because it says Marvel on it doesn't really mean. Yeah, but it's it's it, it definitely was a well, I, I I'm glad I didn't watch Jessica Jones like with the kids first. You know? <laughs> yeah, definitely like I didn't know. I'm just like okay, part of the Daredevil world or ish. I'm like just reading the synopsis, you know, and then lo and behold, I was like oh, you know, I stuck with it, ended up really enjoying it. I mean, it was completely different tone from Daredevil. Right, because I was like, I mean, that tone of Daredevil. I mean, I, I did like, and and at first I kind of wasn't a fan of Daredevil not being in the red costume, you know. But I got used to the cargo pants and black shirt so much towards the end when he did put on the Daredevil costume. I was almost like, you know, I, I guess I think I was fine <laughs> with the cargo pants. <laughs> and then the black long sleeve shirt. I mean, I got used to it. I was like, that's cool. You know, and I liked the, the head mask, you know, the full over, you know, no eyelids, you know. I'm blind, you know. I don't need them. Yeah, really. I just got a message from Ralph here. He's like, I can't get the thing to work. Let me try and call him. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's having Ralph-based technical difficulties, you know. 
Those yeah, happen. You know, the funny thing is... Like, hook a 9-volt up to it, dude. Come on. <laughs> I was, I was going to tell him, man, you might as well just stay here because you always have issues. You might as well just stay <laughs> here and call them here. It's like, you know, I got Wi-Fi and shit. You know, it's just hang out here. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you know, seriously, like, he just, he literally just left after our workout. And I was just like, I was just waiting for 6 o'clock to roll around. But that's okay. He'll, he'll get in at the very end after we're done talking about stuff. Uh, that works. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be the Kubota Kurt show. That's cool. <laughs> Got to get one of those in there. <laughs> Every, uh, yeah, it would be nice. Um, so uh, switching gears yet again, going back to, uh, like I said, the, the, the group discussion that we had about Star Wars. This thing really started to take a life of its own, and... Um, we were really getting into it, and it was. It got to a point where it was so bad that uh, Ralph's, uh, uh, I want to say, 21, 21, 22-year-old daughter, she, she kind of closed the sliding glass door because we were nerding out so hard. <laughs> she closed the door. So she didn't have to hear the conversation anymore. <laughs> That's what we all because it, it really got to. A, it almost looked like we were in Parliament. How how much of a heated debate we were getting into. Yeah. Uh, Parliament in England or Parliament with George Clinton or both? <laughs> <laughs> both. Actually, it was more like um, when the uh, what it was when the Chinese uh, delegation or in uh, you ever see when they when they start actually fist fighting <laughs> when they're having their political debate debates and if they don't like what they're saying, they just haul off and hit the other person. So what up? What up? Hey there. Hey, what up, man? I was just yeah. telling Frank about how, the, uh, like, how your cousin really felt that the Phantom Menace was really the best uh, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, that was a hilarious oh, conversation. Oh. oh, my God. Yeah, so um, the Phantom Menace being my cousin's favorite, I mean... Well, how old is your cousin? Uh, he's 40. one year younger than me. <laughs> oh, shit, okay. Yeah, he's 41 years old. I say my like, my twenty five year old cousin. I could understand that if she was like eight when it came out. But yeah, if you were if you were twenty five, that's a bit odd. Well, she said he said that he just recently rewatched all of them, and I believe he actually said number two was his favorite, and huh. number one was just as good. Well, this is a person who like, who is attracted to said, the, the effects. You know, if, you're, yeah, if your main said, thing is watching lightsaber battles and special effects, that could be the case, you know? But Frank and the man said the worst one out of the series there's was people, number four. I say there's people that hate number four because it looks stupid, it's old, and it has a weak lightsaber battle. And like, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, not I'm four. Like, if it wasn't for four, you would not have the global phenomenon that it was. I mean, get out of here. Stop it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, right. I, I, I think that's that's an age thing. Like, you know, if you're if you're 18 now, you go look at this stupid crap. You know, and then the, some of the special edition additions didn't really help as much as make it look more stupid to a modern audience because now it looks like a stupid old movie with stupid middle-aged CG. You know. Yeah. Then, didn't quite translate that well when the. Uh, I mean. I mean, George Lucas, he should have just left them alone. And not even in 99 done those special editions. I, I wasn't... Yeah. Uh, I don't want to be that person. But I didn't like it when he tinkered with them. And <laughs> it, it was... I dumb. actually it didn't, didn't, I didn't mind it as much. 
Um, it wasn't, to me, it wasn't, it didn't distract so much from the, there was only the one scene where Jabba the Hutt was <laughs> off-putting. Yeah. It looked like a dude Jabba from a Nin- Nintendo 64 game. <laughs> yeah. It just, it just, it wasn't even that good. but other than, other than that, all the other editions, it really didn't take away from uh, A New Hope for me, you know, uh, per se. And even in the other ones, like, okay, yeah, they, they added some scenery, they added some fireworks, special effects that I kind of don't remember, but whatever. Maybe they were in it, they, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. <laughs> they took out the fucking Ewok song, which was the ending of the saga yeah. for our entire generation of kids. Right. Uh, people are like, yeah, yeah fuck you, that Ewok song. I'm like, no, fuck that, because that was like, that's how it ended for us in 1983, man. Yeah. <laughs> standing in the back of the goddamn uh, full movie house watching this movie and it just seemed like I was there for 10 minutes that movie was 2 plus hours I was just like oh this is the shit back when they but, literally had standing room only in movie theaters right? you can come in but you gotta stand in the back like alright I'm people, 11 but sure people don't know what the hell that is today like what What's, I don't know what that means yeah, you would have to stand Mm-hmm. That's it. Sit down yeah. in the aisle way. <laughs> I know. Yeah, they allowed that too. You could sit in the aisle. You, well, you could stand could, up. You could smoke cigarettes in them back then, shit. Yeah. So now I you can my- now you can drink booze, but no cigarettes. <laughs> the way yeah. times have changed. Oh goddamn! So you know, in Belgium, oh, what else? in a what movie else? theater, you yeah. can get a glass of beer, and I'm not talking about a paper cup. I'm like talking about a fucking <laughs> glass of beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm fucking going. I'm that's it. I'm going. <laughs> oh, you dig it the most, man. <laughs> what they call a yeah. Big Mac? Well, Big Mac's a Big Mac, but they call it Love Big Mac. <laughs> oh shit! What do they call a Whopper? I don't know. I didn't go. To I don't know. I didn't go to Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> and we could go on for the next two hours and finish the damn movie, but yeah. <laughs> I, I, I I feel like if you want to go line for line, I can go line for line with you. <laughs> for sure. Still holds up, too. Love that fucking movie, man. I, 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 I regret to say that I have not seen The Hateful Eight yet. I do want to, but um, I, I, I just haven't seen it. And, it, and it, I think with, uh, I want to say with Inglorious Bastard, Bastards and uh, Django that it took me a while before I saw those two. I mean, I didn't run directly out to the theater. Django wasn't that movie called DJ Ango and it was about like you know, New York youth in the nineteen eighties. Yeah, I think so. Django. <laughs> Django. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, I I really like the eight. Uh, Three hours went by pretty fast because the uh, the story was very um, 
it 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 enraptured you but for me not enough in words i mean i don't think there were enough <laughs> and that's just me there was i said that movie actually exceeded the easy e meter of most n words per minute i think uh, as far as that goes like wow and they yeah. weren't it's not like the you know we go well easy e he's allowed to do that well these weren't all coming from easy e <laughs> I was saying, I said, man, I don't think I can go. Like, I watched the the leaked thing that came around there. I said, I don't think I could have sat in a movie theater full of people and watched that for three hours, dude, because, yeah. You know what? At at first, it was a little off-putting, like the first eight of them, and then after that, it was just just a word. It lost its meaning. (laughs) It really did, which is what it should do for real, you know? It just literally just became a word and that was it and with those i like i say you know you have to give up for the it was supposed to be 18 what right or early 1900 there was a long ass time ago when that absolutely would have been the term of the oh day. yeah <laughs> for sure yeah, it's almost like not having it would have made it seem a bit fake but mm-hmm. But yeah, they give him a lot of shit for that. But I'm like, well, if he was doing a movie, you know, in that situation and it wasn't there, it, w- it would seem like he purposely avoided it because people told him not to say it, you know, and it's like, whatever. Yep. You know, I think more, uh, almost, I mean, well, I won't say more because I'm the white guy here, but uh, equally offensive was the amount of times like someone punched the woman in the face or, you know, whatever the fuck. I know. That, that was more... Uh you know, shocking than the N-words to me. <laughs> Times Jennifer Jason Lee took a straight shot to the jaw. Like, holy shit. I mean, I'm all about domestic violence and, you know, misogyny in movies, but Jesus Christ, <laughs> that was crazy. And the thing was at the beginning... I'm sorry, like the- uh, wait, hold on. Oh, you're all, what do you mean by you're all about domestic violence? <laughs> and, I mean, let's, let's elaborate on that for us. <laughs> Let's let's elaborate on that for a tick, you know. Hey, I mean that was a that was a mighty bold statement. What do you mean by that? If you gotta stab a bitch, bite her, you know, or do what you gotta do to get your point across, you gotta do that. And for Quentin to make it seem like, hey, this chick did some bad shit. She was on his last nerve. He was putting her in her place, breaking it down. But she still, her spirit was still unbroken. She was still the same. So, you know. And here's the thing about that, too, without giving, he hasn't seen it yet, so without giving it all away. At the beginning, when they're doing things like that, you're like, whoa, holy crap, I can't believe, you know. And by the end, you're like, yeah, get that bitch. (laughs) You know? Say it. Exactly. All about it. So, so you both are all. all, all No, it's just, not at all, but the way (laughs) the movie manipulates it. I could just. I, I could just hear our numbers dropping. <laughs> <laughs> How do you get negative from negative? <laughs> yeah, no, it's just that's the, that's sort of the brilliance of the way he does his thing. Is like you by the end of things, after a few hours, you can see how your perspective can completely yeah. shift from where you were to yeah. where you are in the blink of an eye. Uh, you take Pulp yeah. Fiction, for instance. I mean. Uh, every time I watch it, I get upset that Vincent dies. I'm not supposed to like Vincent. <laughs> right. Vincent is a horrible human right. And Jules to that, you know, and uh, the Jules is too. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I heard a, a quote from uh, Quentin, and um, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but he says, sometimes he looks around his house 
and, and all the things. And he goes, I can't believe my imagination got me all of this. Yeah. Because he's only done, what, six, seven eight. movies? Eight. Eight movies, yeah. Eight, eight movies eight. total. Eight. Yeah. Not, not counting uh, the writing on what? It doesn't yeah, count, it doesn't count the, true romance or natural born killers. Uh, natural born killers. And then he did that little smidgen of what was it, four rooms? Yeah, that doesn't count either. And Kill Bill counts as one movie. Yeah. Kill Bill was two movies. <laughs> one it's really long ass fucking movie. <laughs> two different tones, but yeah, one movie. It's still supposed yeah. to come out on one disc eventually when uh, when he gets around to it, but you know. He's got shit to do. <laughs> I just think that, you know, and I, and I have definitely been a, a fan. And it's just like, you know, he does, you know, for the most part, original movies. You know, yes. More so than any other director out there. Now, he takes a lot of parts of older movies and, and brings them to the modern world, too. So, like, a lot of yeah, people right. say, he rips off everything. I'm like, well, but he's, like, sampling. He's taking bits of this and bits of that, and he's making a new thing for people who have never seen any of that. It's just like when people brought James Brown and George Clinton to us. You know, he's bringing Westerns yeah. and, and 70s cop and, and black exploitation movies and stuff to people who have never even heard of that stuff. And French films and all kinds of other foreign European shit we've never even <laughs> thought about seeing. Yeah, all, all, all film student shit. <laughs> Basically, so, so you know, he's a, he's not a hack. He's just he's just an artist of a different type than they're used to. You know, mm-hmm. just like with the music, people are like well. You know, is the Beastie Boys Paul's Boutique a piece of crap because it samples a million things, or is it fucking amazing because it samples Brilliant. a million things? <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. And I'll, 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 I remember saying this before that uh, I bought Paul's Boutique thinking it was going to be uh, licensed to ill part two. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't get to. Um, experienced the brilliance until later i mean i i yeah. I, I liked it there were certain songs i liked but then it was like eh, this isn't licensed to hell where's the fight for your right and all that shit See, pat will retroactively say he loved it at the beginning and maybe he did i don't know because i can't really say for sure but i know that we did not <laughs> you know and exactly what you say like we weren't expecting what was there it was more of almost like a 70s funk album like what the hell is this you know where are the where's the license to ill part two plus we had already heard you know the desperado track that was in uh the tougher than leather movie like well where's that where's all this stuff you know what the fuck is all this and uh and that's because they just kind of dropped that on us like here you go we switched everything up (laughs) you know now we're this weird funk you know 70s band with occasionally we'll play some of our, our own instruments they got a little weird but later on, I figured out, oh, that's that's awesome, you know. At first, uh, yeah. though, man, in '89, I tell you that, like, you know, they sold however 10 million licenses to Ills, and five million of those people ran out and bought Paul's boutique, and four million of them were like, "What the fuck is this?" For at least a month, yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe close to a year before. One day, I had just that tape, and it was like, okay, I'll listen to it, and over and over, and I was like, this is really cool. But before that, there was like, I like High Plains Drifter, and I like the one where they yeah. sample the Beatles, and uh, part of the thing at the end, and I'm good. 
on Hey Ladies. Yeah, and I like Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. <laughs> Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. And, I mean, like I said, I, I didn't. It was years later until I uh, realized the brilliance of that album, and then the critical acclaim that I saw when I read other people's. Uh, okay, well, this this is a smart person, and he's saying that it's good, so it's got to be good. All right, I'm gonna give it a burn because I own this, <laughs> and I did. I was like, all right, yeah, I recognize a lot of shit here. <laughs> How many times can you say that that happened where something came out and you didn't appreciate it that first run and it took quite some time? Because I know there's been movies that we like that we talked about that they came out and it's like it wasn't that funny the first time you watched it, but then yes. after a while you were able to appreciate the humor and what they were doing and it's like you know what yeah. that was a really fucking funny movie or that was really good you know. I'll, I'll, uh, first example for me is Friday. The first time I saw Friday at that showing when you were working at the movie theater, I believe, and uh, yeah. the aisles were being torn. I was like, this shit is not funny. And then <laughs> I, I had to watch it twice <laughs> before I was like, okay, all right, this is funny. <laughs> but first burn, I was like, this is no good. <laughs> now, here's a question. This might be a generational thing. How do you guys feel about Napoleon Dynamite? There you got another one. That was one that a lot of people were like, oh, this movie's so funny. It's so great. I watched it, and I was like, this is this is stupid. <laughs> I didn't get it. I was like, and, and again, I think for me, when I saw it, it, had, it was so built up yeah. that I was like, this is not good. Yeah, that's, that's my exact <laughs> then, experience right there. So many people said that. Then awesome. watching it, yeah. And then watching it a couple of times over, and then just has been able to to relax and just you know enjoy the film. Then it was like I still wouldn't put it up there with the the, the greatest, but I do see where people were saying, "Oh, this was because it was like a, a slow comedy." I mean, it was slow moving. Well, sure. I didn't hate the movie. I just didn't see it as a comedy. You know, I, I kept waiting for the humorous, hilarious part that everybody was talking about. And, like, the very right. last scene, I like, this is funny. And then it was over. I'm like, well, fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> First and, of all, guy, it's hard to, it's hard to disassociate feel- the fact that Napoleon Dynamite is fucking nerves. I'm like, okay, that's all I can see. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Holy shit, that is a nail on the head right there. I think that tainted my viewing right from the... I'm like, I lived part of this, and I don't need to really re-see any of it. It sucks. (laughs) I know that guy. He was annoying back then. And then uh, the the actor himself was just typecast. I mean, like, no matter what you do, dude, you're you're Napoleon Dynamite after that one. Yeah. You and brother. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of changed his career. I tell you what, though, um, I, I, I think I remember watching it with my kids who were like eight and ten or nine and eleven or twelve or something, and they they were enjoying it. They were laughing at it. They thought it was funny, and I was like, "Oh man, I don't. I hate to think my kids are stupid, but this is not good." <laughs> <laughs> but I would also me. have to say on that list. Um, the first time I watched, what was it, The Legend of Ron Burgundy? 
I was like, this is not funny. Yeah, like that. This is not funny. Does that get better after a couple? Because I, I thought that was fucking yeah. ridiculously it, stupid. It, it, it gets high fucking hilarious after about the fourth time you watch it. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, this food is fucking funny. <laughs> Alright, yeah, I'll have yeah, to check that time. out again because I didn't like that. I, th- I think I turned it oh, off. Oh man, fuck this! I, I, you know what? I had a, I had a, you know, we had a buddy of ours, and he was like, "Man, you guys got to watch this. It's so funny. It's so funny." And he's laughing, you know, hard belly laughs at all the, all at all the beats. And I'm like, "Are you just like laughing so we laugh too?" Or you? I'm like, "What's going on here, man? This is like, all right, this is kind of like." Potty room humor, but yeah, it took a, it took a minute. <laughs> but yeah. shit, that movie got real yeah. funny after a while. Ron <laughs> Burgundy is funny. Cool. This is a good point to uh, to switch to our TV comedy discussion in a second. Everybody has done the, uh, you know, we've had the Ginger versus Marianne and the Bailey versus Jennifer discussion and all that. And you can go through a list of, of dozens of those, you know, which of these two, you know, is, is it Marsha Brady or the uh, Laurie Partridge, so on and so forth. But uh, mm-hmm. it came up last night. I said, well, now here's one that's tough. Is it Laverne or Shirley? Ooh. Uh, Shirley. Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shirley, Shirley Feeney. I'll, I'll give it up to Shirley. <clears throat> now, I would say Shirley and, at first, too. But if you watch that, like Laverne was going to be a much easier score. Well, you know what? Based upon that, I would. Uh, based on my life, Shirley is the one that I would want, and Laverne is the one that I would get. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's probably the perfect answer right there. Yeah, I think you got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly uh, that. Because I was uh, reading some stuff. It's like, well, I, I've been watching those uh, basically in you know, in uh, sequential order as they aired. So like. A happy days followed by the Laverna and Shirley that would have followed it, and they have some two-parters that crossed over that you don't normally see that way. And it's like <clears throat> there's a couple there where they very clearly fucking demonstrate that that Richie fucked Laverne, like that was who who he had his his first piece, and uh, and then later on he goes to visit them on their show, and he's like having a hard time talking to her and stuff and they're really awkward with each other which makes no sense if you don't realize that he just got done you know screwing her earlier <laughs> you know like what <laughs> you know, wow this Richie? i didn't get that when i was like nine or whatever the shit you know and uh yeah yeah and that's then, true yeah. Well, give it up to the writers for their masterful uh <laughs> weaving of a tale <laughs> yeah and potsy had a chance to get shirley but he ran away because he was scared but uh also in the same thing they very very clearly as an adult point out that the Fonz is fucking three way and the shit out of them at every occasion yeah he walks in and he's like fucking shoves his tongue in one and then he turns around and does it to the other and then they all just hang out together like dude <laughs> you know? yeah yeah oh yeah I wanted w- to be the Fonz this was a dirty I ass show in disguise people uh, the Fonz yeah, was the shit a- shit uh, okay <laughs> Now we can talk about more appropriate uh, TV items, but uh, I just wanted to get that. I was like, which Laverne or Shirley? You know, that's a tough call. You know, or I guess for yeah. some people that would be Lenny or Squiggy, but <laughs> I think Lenny and Squiggy—they liked yeah. each other. <laughs> 
But they didn't ever. They uh, liked each was, other, but who, didn't want the other one uh, to ever find out about it. That's what it was. They were secretly. Who in was love. the big ragu again? Carmine. Yeah. What was his name? The big ragu. Carmine Ragusa. Carmine Ragusa. He was my favorite. Wasn't wasn't his move? He would jump up high with a split kick and touch his toes. <laughs> I love doing that. Say, la, 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 la. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the era of TV oh, that I'm in at the moment. Is I'm sort of going uh, sequentially through uh, TV land, I guess, basically. And I, okay. I, Either, what was it, uh, Samantha from Bewitched or uh, Genie? Or Genie? Oh, Samantha by a billion miles. Mm, that was You're wrong. <laughs> wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Genie. <laughs> Genie <laughs> is the way to go. <laughs> Well, if, you, if, if you're dice, you know there was the, he had a better dice joke. But seriously, you know, the only thing is, now which guy would you rather be, the major or Darren? If you had, mm-hmm. uh, oh, you know, because they I, both, they were I'd rather both, be the major. Okay, see, they were both fucking stupid because they both had yeah. powers at their access, and they're like, no, don't do that. Don't give us a million dollars and a mansion and everything we want. Don't don't use your powers, you stupid ass. Like, fuck you. What's your problem? There's a million people in the hood watching these shows right now. Like, are you the motherfucking dumbest person on earth, or what? <laughs> they, they should cross those. Or they should have had like Fred Sanford find the genie, <laughs> you know, this, something like that. <laughs> well, see, you gotta understand if you want you want longevity with a show, you have to have the guy not want everything. That way, it makes it more of a show. Like, if who would want to sh- watch a show where the guy's like, yeah, 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 just give me this, give me that, and then she's like, bling, bling, bling. Well, sure. like, ah, 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 ah. But there's a point where you the there's a point where you cross the line of stupid, like you know, where they're having everything in the world is going wrong, and she could fix it by either blinking her head or or twitching her nose, depending. And they're like, no, don't do it. Don't fix the entire everything that's completely fucked. Why? Just because you can. Let's try to fix this the hard way for 22 minutes, you know? Right. Like it's well, plot, see, plot driven pointlessness. And, and that's the reason how we got their evil twin. Right. Because right. Uh, each oh, one yeah. of the girls had a... It was the same cool girl point. in a black wig. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. Oh, so you much. have to. You had to love the creative writing of those shows. Hey, wait, just put it. How about we cast somebody completely different and have them be a sex despot? No, you want the same actress with a wig? Okay, and you're both gonna do it. Both shows. Hey, that led, right. that led to Spock's beard, man. That's that's how it goes. Oh. Uh, and actually, that brings us Mrs. back to the, the previous topic of, of which is which. Now, how about Patty Lane or Kathy Lane? Same woman. You guys like, I don't oh, watch the uh, Patty Duke show. Fuck you. <laughs> I, well, yeah, yeah. They're both Patty Duke. <laughs> right, but one was all like New York style and looked like she was like, you know, an American. And the other one was, was all prim and proper and had her like, you know, librarian style and... uh so it's a good play on the same chick, but like, Pat, Patty like was way hotter thing. than Kathy. <laughs> there you go. And actually, a couple about, of, I told Patty Duke that very so. How come you were so much hotter as Patty than Kathy? And she just kind of laughed and was like, thanks for saying that. <laughs> wow. Nice. Was that at a convention or something? No, Twitter. She's a, she must have nothing to do. She answer anything you want to send her. <laughs> Dick pic coming your way, Patty. (laughs) (laughs) You might get a response, man. You never know. She's 84. (laughs) 
I'm okay like, with that. Adam or uh, Munster? What's what? Oh, uh, uh, Morticia or Lily? Morticia. Morticia. Morticia had the, the outfit. Like, Lily sometimes looked like an old fat lady. Like, she could be a grandma. Sometimes well, not, but maybe, maybe, it, that was the outfit. <laughs> I, liked, I liked Lily. I liked Lily. She, she kind of had a superior face, but the, <laughs> the overall package was... Plus, and, and plus, you could possibly get her niece involved. Uh, uh, Mar- what's her Marilyn Munster? Yeah. Marilyn. Yeah, Maryland. Yeah. She was out of shit, boy. But, uh, but keep in mind that Lily has been taking, you know, Frankenstein dong and probably is going to be, you know. <laughs> it's not going to be the same experience as uh, as Morticia. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I feel like Although, I am I a way know, better lover than Gomez. <laughs> you know, Morticia, you don't know what thing has been up to late at night, I suppose, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! We are literally taking <laughs> the, our parents' childhood now <laughs> and trashing the shit out of it. I have been running through the entire run of basically uh, sitcom history, and we were talking about how the stuff has changed so much from you know I guess it's now thirty years ago, but even twenty yeah. years ago to now, it's like you know, in addition to the fact that the shows are like six minutes per episode shorter than they used to be. Oh God! Um, yes, yeah, that's true. Uh, you have just Kirk, a, yeah, you got to pay you got to pay the bills man you got to pay the bills man get some commercials I mean just Frank a, and I were talking about uh, soap uh, there's been a run on uh, one of the channels and uh, they're, I'm like watching five at a time every week and uh, that show was pretty uh, dirty it was groundbreaking it was racist sexist but I mean you know it turned all that shit on its ear but you know, it wasn't it wasn't being those things. It was making fun of those things. But I mean, still, it was man. They pushed envelope on the show. It was. It's still. You know, the, the biggest envelope push is how the butler became the lieutenant governor. Exactly. That That's was crazy. That was how we kind of started yeah. the conversation because I said people need to give more respect to Benson because Benson was cool, man. He started out as the you know yeah. the butler basically, you know, and then his character shifted all the way to being the governor of the fucking state. <laughs> Because <laughs> he wasn't taking any shit that that first season. He's like, get your own food, fuck you, pretty much. You know, and he wasn't putting up with that the bullshit. Do- the doorbell, the doorbell would ring. He'd be standing there with the family, and then they'd look at him. He'd look at them. He'd be like, you want me to get that? <laughs> exactly. Butler <laughs> outfit. <laughs> like, yes, motherfucker. Yes. Yeah, you want? People forget, but that. that I guess. I guess I'll get it. Out of all those people, that was the character and the actor that was strong enough to break off into their own six or seven season show you know and that was a pretty uh, extreme yeah. cast of people so and I, and I watched that show yeah. too hell yeah I did too all the way to the end when I I, even through all the stupid <laughs> yeah. yeah god damn I hated the governor the governor yeah the governor the daughter the daughter, I want to say she was hot. the sister of the of the of the girl with uh Growing what pains. did she have? She was an electric girl, right? Oh yeah, she was. But oh, she because okay. she was hanging out with Kirk Cameron all day and he was probably quoting Bible verses at her and she didn't really want to eat after that, you know. <laughs> I heard that I you know, there was the um I mean that's the story that 
Kirk Cameron uh, becoming a Bible thumper is what killed that show. Well, <coughs> do you remember he, he, they first they moved in a babysitter that, and we're like, dude, that babysitter was like the playmate last year, and that we might be able to see her boobs. And then he caught on to that, and then because people our yeah. age wanted to see her boobs, he got her booted. And then he, he got her fired from the show. And then he married that other chick. Yeah. Like, yeah. She was really hot, but she apparently was a Bible thumper, too. <laughs> That's, yeah. yeah. She wasn't. So, so you know, they have some, they, they had some really hot, great sex through a sheet. So <laughs> I'm sure it was great. <laughs> like in the uh, naked gun size, body size condom things. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, boy. So did we already talk about uh, about uh, Abe Bogota? Did I miss that? No, no, we we waited for Abe. <laughs> yeah. He did outlive MCA, which was the, the strange thing there. That that's crazy. Yeah. Jesus, he outlived a lot of people. <laughs> now who who's the the, the new uh, played? There's Sean Barney Miller, right? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was the, like the last serious thing he did, and that was like 35 years ago, but people still know him because he was 94 years old. <laughs> it was always, yeah. well, th- this person died, but Abe Vigoda still fucking lives. You know, that's been our thing forever. Now I guess it's going to have to be Keith Richards or Charlie Sheen. It's uh, And also Betty White. I don't jinx Betty. Nah, Betty, Betty. Betty White's not long for this world. She's, yeah, no, she's okay. like 94, 95, yeah, also. But uh, yeah. she had a, a solid 75-year exactly. run in show business. That's pretty good. I know. I, saw, I, I, I want to say, uh, uh, yeah, on Facebook, somebody had posted some pictures of Betty White when she was like 20, 19, 20 years old. And they were like, get mm-hmm. the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's not her. There's no way. They're like, that was Betty White. <laughs> All you've known is Betty White being old, and Betty White was young, yeah. you know, 25. Yeah, Betty White. Yeah. I want to say, yeah, what? I think since the Golden Girls were the one, I noticed Betty White. Yeah, I think that's the Golden Girls. Maybe, wait. Yeah. What was she on before that? Mary Tyler Moore. Mary, Mary, Mary yeah, Tyler Moore. Mary Tyler. Yeah. Who yeah. also oh, is still alive hey, and, yeah. and functioning? You know, she looks. She's How about Mary Tyler up, Moore she's still on there. the Dick Van Dyke show was the hottest chick. <laughs> oh, oh my yeah. god! <laughs> she would do, there would be a scene where she'd have to do a dance, and I was like, "Hey, <laughs> I'm watching Dick Van Dyke." <laughs> and you know, it was scandalous at the time. They had to argue and fight for her to be able to wear pants as opposed to dresses. And she was much hotter for having the pants on versus the dresses. <laughs> That's just how it goes. But that was a, like that, that was a TV thing because like, they were still sleeping in separate beds, you know. And having oh, yeah. a woman having a woman in pants on TV in 1962 was was considered not cool. For you know, imagine all that. Uh, uh, just a real uh, geek alert. What was the first TV sitcom that did have parents share the same bed? That was. Flintstones. Flintstones. Yeah. Well, they had separate beds on the Flintstones, didn't they? I'm saying I think it's Brady Bunch because they were definitely together, and that was pretty early. All right. What's the Brady Bunch? Oh, uh, you don't know the answer. No. Dude, ask a question. Doesn't have the answer. This guy. <laughs> I'll bet that's I'm on the phone right. 
Oh shit! I was wrong. The f- <coughs> we already talked about it. the first couple to share the bed were Darren and Samantha. Oh wow! And there was somebody down. else that apparently did it in 1947 on a show that didn't last very long. Okay, shit. You know, I thought go. it was going to be something like the. I thought it was going to be like something like the Monsters or something. You know. <laughs> well, that was it. Was yeah. Was this play the show in 1947, and then uh, then Bewitched, and then the Monsters, and then the Brady Bunch. Mm-hmm. Okay. So all right, right, all those shows you liked. They fell in order. Now, what was the first one to have a toilet? <laughs> Married with children. Oh, uh, that was, that was family. There you go. That was number one and two right there. You got it. <laughs> see, Archie was yep. the first one to flush. But the first one that ever had one that you could see was Leave It to Beaver because they used to go in their bedroom bathroom a lot. Eight. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember Ralphie was a big Leave It to Beaver fan. I never was into the Beaver. Ralph is a big fan of Beaver to this day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was weird. It was weird growing up in our neighborhood to have a, a young black guy that into Leave It to Beaver. It just seemed like it was it was weird. He was the only you. He was only you, and it was very weird. That's because he he would sometimes I, forget. Like when he would hang out with us and watch Leave It to Beaver and stuff, and then he'd hang out with you and forget he was supposed to switch to Good Times and like act like he was all hard, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no man, I watched Beaver way back in the day because my older brother watched it, and uh, I mean it was on channel. We had three channels, man, four channels. Yep. On that channel forty, yeah, but then fifty. <laughs> So I'm watching beef. It wasn't, we were not watching the beef. I'm saying, I was like, all right, man. I, you know me. I'm trying to be a good friend. So you know, I'd watch a couple episodes, and I'm like, I don't get it. I'd, just, I'd be like, yeah, this is good. <laughs> that's, still, that's still the stuff I watch now. Is I, 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 I'll watch old ass '50s through '90s sitcoms and ignore crap that's new because the new stuff is like, yeah, whatever. But, uh, right. but I'll watch all the old stuff and you can see the progression through through history like we are saying as far as content goes but just like the, the what they were trying to put across even in the beginning versus later you know it was much more uh, uh, literally they were trying almost like stage comedies at first like I Love Lucy and shit it's almost it, it was a stage comedy they were doing it live in front of people on a one room set pretty much Right, uh, the honeymooners, same thing. Another show that I ha- have great reverence for. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of domestic violence, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, bang, every bang episode. The moon, yeah. Like I remember that having T-shirts of that in like '86 when there was a big honeymooners comeback, and you can't wear that to school now. <laughs> you know? Yeah. There's no way. To the moon, Alice. Yeah. That's terrible. Well, oh, hey, remember that show, Get a Life? Sure. Uh, was that the one with Chris, Chris Elliott? Chris Elliott, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what was the thing? Wasn't there a thing where he would, like, die at the end of the show or somebody, every show would die or something crazy? I can't quite remember. I just remember really liking that show and it going away quickly. Oh, see, I, I really but disliked it, it, him, and I don't know why, but I just, like, hated that guy, so I didn't really watch that show. It's my first drive-by. <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic 
CD four <laughs> line. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, he was good at that. Yeah. In, in, a CD, in CD four, he's like, it's my first drive by. <laughs> <laughs> uh, CD four. If you, if you really want, <laughs> if you really want to hate him, watch Cabin Boy. I, I'll laugh watching Cabin Boy. It is not good though, <laughs> and I. Uh, so no, uh, you got to say uh, Chris Elliott's best performance in Something About Mary. Oh well, yeah, there you go. That's his best. True that. <clears throat> no, his stuff is right, right right up there on the level with Ernest Goes to Camp and the other Ernest films. As far as I can watch this for like <laughs> ten minutes and I'm good. You <laughs> dumb. Oh. Oh, like once you uh, get the general concept of an earnest film, you really don't need to see the, the trilogy or whatever there is. You know, probably like a coin. I mean, to be honest, once you saw one of the commercials for yogurt or milk or whatever in the '80s and got the you know, hey Vern, you were good. It was 30 seconds. That's that was the character. We did not need actually six hours of film uh, about him. He was the pitch man for John L. Sullivan. Yep, yeah, he did that too. Come on down to John L. Sullivan, Vern. Get yourself a goddamn automobile. <laughs> man, hey, he, he, he extended quite the career from that. Now, there's not that many. Not, all right, going back from being like a, a commercial pitch man to taking that character and crossing over to the movies, how often is that done, you know? I would have loved to have seen the Fred rated movie. Right. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was waiting to happen, man. But they, you, the, the, yeah. if the chain okay. had tanked um, so badly. Because you never saw a fucking. We, uh, we've said no. this before, but anybody ever see a federated store? Hell no. <laughs> I never saw a store, no. That they were in like one one San Francisco neighborhood or something. I don't know where those stores were, but they went away before he could become more famous. Yeah, and then but he I became mean, the uh, yeah. the Hollywood Squares guy. You know, right? That's true. Shadow Stevens, radio yeah. DJ, L.A. I believe. And we were like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Hey, that's Fred Rated, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Give me Paul from the Diamond Store in the lower right square. Yeah. <laughs> No, I remember when, um, yeah, when uh, Ralphie he got me thinking that uh, wasn't it Ron Jeremy was Ron Paul Jeremy. from the Time Center? <laughs> <laughs> Two different guys, like scarily he does, enough. He does. He's like he does look like him a lot. Well, we, we were young. We were like, man, he really does look like Paul from the Time Center. Two fifty-two.